This is the Unlimited Life podcast show with Zara Mahoon and Teresa Shaver. Zara has been a teacher of the Law of Attraction for over 10 years and Teresa an avid student. Together, Teresa and Zara will share questions, inquiries, strategies, tools, processes, and advice on using the Law of Attraction to benefit you in your life and your business. Teresa came up with the idea for the podcast when searching for a Law of Attraction podcast It was challenging for her to find one that was 15 to 20 minutes long and give you that quick hit of information and inspiration for an unlimited life to unfold. Join us in this episode as we talk about how to use the law of attraction in your life. Zara, I'd love to talk to you about your own law of attraction journey and how you've come to be a teacher today. Um, How did you get started in it and why? Can I ask you how much time you have? (laughs) Um, we're gonna keep to 15 minutes i suppose (laughs) it's uh it's a very long story i'm going to try and summarize it for you but my story actually starts way back when i was in school when i was uh, maybe fourth fifth grade and it starts there because i went to a convent school and all my friends were catholic my teachers were nuns And those who were not nuns were also Catholic. And it was interesting to me, or confusing is the right word. It was confusing to me because I lived in Pakistan, which is an Islamic country. It it was confusing to me that the the religious teachers were saying that these people that I loved and adored and were my friends were going to go to hell because God did not love them because they were not Muslim. Mm-hmm. And I used to find that confusing because on the other hand, I was told that God was fair. So one of the religious teachings was God is always fair. And so this did not make sense to me. It didn't seem to me that God was fair because these were perfectly nice people. And then I looked around me in the Muslim faith and I found people that I thought were not nice people. And my question was, how where's the fairness in, you know, these people who are doing things that religion itself says they should not be doing these things, but they're doing them and they're still going to end up in heaven. And, and why, right? It was not a politically correct question to be asking. In those days, yeah. No. In those days, at that age, in those days, there were many such questions that came up inside me and I kept them to myself because I intuitively even at that age I knew that I should not be talking about these things that were going on in my head but I carried those questions with me all the like for a lifetime because I wanted to find the answer and I couldn't find the answer the result of that was that I ended up studying all the religions of the world not at a very in-depth level but In a general sense, I studied all the religions, the major ones. Why is this happening? And I read the book History of God by Karen Armstrong and a lot of other books. I did a lot of research Mm -hmm. and it seemed to me that everybody was saying the same thing, but calling it by a different name. And so I withdrew from what was organized religion, from all organized religion, because it seems silly to me that people were had the same belief systems, but they each called themselves right and the others wrong. Right. 
Mm -hmm. And each of them wanted to convert the others to their faith. So this is when I was in my mid-20s, maybe I came to this conclusion. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I started reading more books on spirituality rather than religion. So I did research on religion. I said, okay, not buying into any of these philosophies. And then I moved on to what is called spirituality. Norman Vincent Peale had a huge impact on my way of thinking in, yes. in that era of my the life. The power of the subconscious mind, that book particularly. Uh, uh, I don't remember the specific names of his books, but I read a couple of them and I have a couple of them. The thing that I took away from it was gratefulness, appreciation. Yeah. Right? Be grateful. That is his biggest teaching is if you just let go and let God, number one, and if you are grateful, everything comes together. And then, but I knew that that is the basis for all the religions because there is no religion of the world that says be bad to other people or to yourself. I can't find a religion that says do those things, right? Yeah. Then I started reading more non fiction books that you know Paulo Coelho was actually instrumental to my moving from reading fiction to reading non-fiction because his book The Alchemist was spirituality clothed in a story and it got me thinking and that whole journey of The Alchemist he's, he goes through the whole journey comes back to where he started from yep. the learning to me that stuck was you don't need to go anywhere to find what you're looking for, right? It's always there. It's always there. Um, and then I read Jonathan Siegel. So there are these books that I took one sentence away from all of them. Jonathan Siegel said the same way. Jonathan Siegel, that book says, hell and heaven are both on this earth, right? Something to that effect. And that struck me as true because it was like, okay, so that means that when we worry, then we put ourselves in that state which is called hell. And when we are happy, we are grateful, we are appreciative, then right here in this physical world, we are in heaven because life is good. Mm -hmm. So I was coming to these conclusions on my own, but at the same time, my application of these principles to my own life was not working. It wasn't working. I had a really tough life in many ways, relationships, money, there were a lot of issues, health, there were a lot of issues going on. And I wasn't being able to, I was learning it, it sounded good, but the practical aspect of it was missing. Then I found the secret movie and the book. The book is very different from the movie for those people who haven't experienced both. And I was like, oh, okay, so this kind of brings all of these things that I know to be true, it brings them to a certain level where I can see them clicking in, but I was still not getting it. There was still something missing. And that missing piece was that whole piece about vibration, momentum, the emotional scale, how all of that works. And that became clear to me when I started reading Abraham Hicks. And then <laughs> I ended up making tons of mistakes with it. So I thought life was going to get better because everything in my head, everything clicked together. The whole picture came together. I could see the whole thing. And then when I started applying it, things got worse. Oh. Everything got worse. And sometimes that's why people give up, right? And some people give up, but I did not because intuitively I knew that what I knew was right. It was clicking in. And I knew that there's something that I'm doing 
I am doing. There's something that I am doing that is keeping me from getting the correct results. So more questions were being born in my mind, right? And those questions are in this book. I think you have a copy of this. The Manifesting, Manifesting Mistakes. Mistakes. The Manifesting Mistakes book is a, a collection of all those questions that I asked. So, you know, why is it like this? If I ask for it and it is given, then why doesn't it fall into my lap? Right? Right. Um, you don't have to ask the universe two or three times, right? But no, we feel that we have to. Why is it not coming? Well, yes, but then it's about understanding that every time you ask again, you're actually hurting your, your uh, chances of getting it. And the main thing that I found was that I was using the tools, visualization, affirmations, all these tools that I learned along the way, but I was using them at the wrong place. I should not have done those things. If I had not done those things, I would have been better off. The fact that I did them at the wrong time. And what I mean by the wrong time is I should have been a lot higher on the emotional scale before I used those things. Because, and that was the key when things really fell into place for me was understanding that you do not behave the same way. You should not think the same thoughts or do the same things that you would do at a high place on the emotional scale compared to a low place on the emotional scale. Right. And so that understanding really changed everything for me. And from there on, I started improving things on all fronts. And that's when I also started teaching other people what to do right. and how to do it. Because what happened for me was that I could see where they were making a mistake because I had made all those mistakes before them, right? I had made all the mistakes. So I was qualified to tell them that they were making a mistake. <laughs> so I just started with my blog and my blog was supposed to be an outlet for me. Yes. I was just writing and putting it out there. I don't even know why I decided to do it as a blog. It's just that I've learned now from doing this work for such a long time that when you have an impulse to do something, just do it. You don't know what's behind it. Just follow the impulse. So I had the impulse to start a blog. So I did. There was no rhyme or reason for it. Yeah. And then I started getting people coming to my blog and asking me questions and sending me emails through my blog. And it became so time consuming that it was taking time away from other things that are part of my life that I now started feeling that it was hurting my life. You know, like I was not having fun with it because I wanted to help these people who were asking me questions. But at the same time, I have children and I have a home and I have a job and, you know, there are other things going on. And so I decided that I was not going to do it for free anymore because I have to feel rewarded. And at that time, I wasn't feeling rewarded. I was feeling crushed because I was trying to do all of it. So then I started putting a price on it, a very small nominal price, but nevertheless, I started putting a price on it. And from then I had the impulse to start a YouTube channel. So I did. And I did the YouTube channel. I still remember I did the YouTube channel. I did it for me. Yeah. The reason I did it for me is because I said to myself, I want to listen to Abraham Hicks every day because it helps me so much. So I'm going to make a commitment that's bigger than me. I'm going to make a commitment that I will put a video out every night because that is a public commitment. I Now I'm on the hook. I have to do it. I did that all the way from 2011 to the end of 2018. I did 
a video every night. And then I stopped doing Abraham Hicks material. I started doing my own material still on the hook every night. Are you still sticking to that or not as much? Sorry? Are you still sticking to every day or not as much? I am. It's every day. It's every day. This work, habits are slow forming. And unless you keep this work, front and center in your life, it can fall to the side. And I've seen it happen. And actually the result of that happening. So I would do the work and then I would stop doing it because things were happening. Everything was wonderful. So I would stop. And then I stopped for a couple of months and then I would start noticing, well, things are not happening as easily as they were before. What's up with that? And And that was the impetus to writing the unlimited workbook was, okay, they are these things that I know that when I do them, life gets better. So why not just do them? Just do them. You know how so many people take vitamins in the morning, right? It's the same thing. Take supplements and vitamins in the morning. Well, it's the same concept. Why do you do that? Because you want to be well. So you make a commitment and you remember to take your vitamins. Well, then why not remember to do this appreciation work. Right. Just five things to appreciate in the morning. Just pre-pave in the morning. Was Unlimited the workbook your first book you wrote? No. Why don't you tell us about some of the books? Okay, so the first book, so I had my blog and the first book I wrote was a very small book called Why Me? Why Do Bad Things Happen to Good People? And that book came about from a very lengthy luncheon that I had with a friend who who was asking me questions because they truly wanted to know how things work. And trying to explain to him how things work, I drew diagrams. We were at lunch in a restaurant and I drew those diagrams on napkins. Mm-hmm to explain to him how law of attraction yeah. works. And then I came back and I said, oh, this would make a wonderful blog post. So I should put it on my blog. And I started writing the blog post and it just went on and on. And I was like, okay, this cannot be a blog post. Nobody has the time or the patience to read this as a blog post. So you know what? I'll just make it into a little PDF book and people can read it as a book on my website. So that's when I put it as a book and it's still there as a book on my website. It's a free download. That was my first really short book that came about from that process. And then in 2014, my father who lived with me passed away in November. In December, we were all together as a family. My daughter was home from school and my son and and I was just feeling really, really empty. I was like, I don't know what to do with myself now because my father's gone and my whole life was revolving around him what time he needed his meals and his medicines and, you know, what needed to be done for him. And so I, uh, I voiced that to my children and my daughter said, well, you know, maybe you should just write a book. You should write a book about parenting because I think you're the best parent in the world. Mm -hmm. So that's how I started. I said, okay, I'll write. I'll just write because I enjoy writing. I've always been a writer. So I just, sat and started writing. And next thing you know, I think it was maybe just five days and the book was done and the book did not have a name. And then one morning I woke up and I had the name in my head. And so it was called, is this apple from my tree? As opposed to an apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But sometimes parents look at their children and they say, is this apple really from my tree? You know, (laughs) can you really be my child? How can you be so different? And so the whole premise of the book was children, it's okay for children to be different. You don't have to pass your belief system on to your children. True, you don't. Yep. So that book came together and then in short order, so that was published in January. 
And then in, so yeah, I, it was written in December. In January, another book was written. And in February, another book was written. Oh, they're Once, pouring out of you at this point. That, that's right. Once I opened that tap, it just came rushing out. Yes, right. a very short time. I already had three books oh. out there. What was the other two, the next two that followed? Uh, so after, is this apple from my tree was the prosperity puzzle. Mm. And that came about because I am by trade of finance person, spent 28 years in finance. So prosperity puzzle, always thought about why do some people get certain type of financial results and other people get different results. So that one came. And then the one that came after that is Thrive, which actually is it's a great book. Distillation. Yeah, it, really like it, it is a distillation of everything I know about law of attraction in yeah. very simple terms and with diagrams. There are 42 diagrams in that book that build step by step. I always do diagrams. So I used to teach at the university in the evening because I love teaching so much. Way mm -hmm. back when, after I graduated and did my MBA, I used to teach. And I always found that when I drew a diagram on the board relative to a concept, I even drew diagrams to explain statistics and marketing research to the students in my class. I always found that people learned more from the diagram than I could talk forever. But if I drew a diagram, it clicked in. And so I started explaining law of attraction using diagrams to people. Mm. I started in a coaching session for a coaching client. And then the coaching session ended, but I just kept going. And that's how Thrive came about. Right. It's a great book. What came after Thrive? What book was next? I don't even remember. Let's see. Think what about the, the, um, How to Pray So God Listens? I, I was just going to say, I, no, I don't think that one came first. I think after Thrive came Peace Within. Okay. The book on meditation. I don't think I've read that one. Yeah. So Peace Within, I think, came after that. Then it was How to Pray So That God Listens. Then I think I did the children's book, Believe Be Well. And then I did this one, The Manifesting Mistakes that I was just telling you about. Yeah. And just now I'm working on another one, which let's see. Of course, I did Ready, which is another workbook. Yes. For bringing in the new year. Which, oh, that's true. Yeah. It's quite a beautiful a few journey, now. right? And do you continue to learn more, you think? Or no, you're, you're more like just connecting with source and are you like peeling an onion? So here's the interesting thing. I don't know how it happened. It just kind of happened that way is that when I'm writing or when I am answering a question, I'm not thinking. Somehow I flip a switch and my logic, my thinking goes in the background and I just write or speak whatever it is that is. It's hard to explain, but it's almost like it's flowing through me, but yep. it's not me. I am not the creator of the material. I am just uh, like, almost like a conduit. I'm the pipe through which it's flowing, but it's not me. Would you say you could call it a divine download? It is kind of like that. It is the same thing that Esther does when she flows Abraham. So many years that I sponged up everything, Abraham. Now I have my own straight line to Abraham. I do not need Esther in order to get to Abraham. Do you think there's other people like you? Absolutely. That don't need Esther anymore and absolutely directly with Abraham? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that there are plenty of people who can do it and some people 
know that they're doing it. And here's the thing. A lot of times people are doing it and they don't know that they're doing it. Ah, very cool. Right? In fact, uh, inside the Unlimited Facebook group, the other day, a couple of days ago, somebody made a post and they posted it there and I read it and I thought, oh, I don't remember hearing that from Abraham. And then I read what he had written with the post. He was actually quoting me when I read it, thought it was Abraham and I had no recollection. And actually that is true about all my books. If I go and look inside my book, I have no recollection that I, I wrote that or I said that. A lot of times people will come to me and they'll ask me a question from my book. I cannot answer the question unless they show me where it is because I have to plug back in to source in order to be answering that question. I cannot just answer. If somebody says, Zara, you said this. I'm like, I don't remember. I don't know when I sent. I have no idea. I have in the past, you've asked you some questions though, and you've said, oh, that's in my book, Thrive. I think you know the content, the content is somewhere there. I know that I've addressed the subject, but if you ask me if I said this, I don't know. Yeah, that if makes I, sense. And I've so, never read my books again. Once they're written, I've not gone back and read them. Well, I don't want this to be a very long episode because we always try to stick to like mm-hmm. the 20 minutes. But sure. I know you went on from there and uh, you have some Facebook groups going. Yes. Pretty cool. That's also helped to just raise your profile as a teacher. And then you recently started a heart and mind alignment course. So that was like the first online course that you've done. Yes. There's more to come. It's just when I feel the impulse to do something, I do it. And when I don't feel the impulse anymore, I let it go. Right. So true. Yeah, it's a great way to be, you know, if we could all learn to like, just go with those hunches, right? We don't. Yes, exactly. Yeah. We just don't. Yeah. All right, Sarah, I would love to talk about this some more, but perhaps on another episode. Sounds good. (laughs) Thanks for being with me today. I have a new course called the Heart and Mind Alignment Method. And the purpose of the course is to help people get rid of the negative beliefs that are holding them back and to help them understand how law of attraction really works. So the first part of the 